It's Thursday night. It's 8 p.m. You know what that means. It's time for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And luckily, we did not have to catch a flight all the way across the ocean to be here with you tonight. Many folks are still struggling with a hangover and jet lag from AEW All-In in Wembley Stadium. It is going to be the big topic of the night and the fallout of everything that happened in London last weekend. Get ready, folks. Buckle in. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Jamal, it's yep. your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on this fine Thursday night. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We have the two of us here kind of doing the two-man power trip tonight because a lot of the crew is busy with other obligations as we head into Labor Day weekend, the tail end of summer. But some of us had to be here because there was a very big show this past weekend. Some are calling, people are calling it the biggest show of all time. All I time. guess it's some all time. However you want to take it, biggest show of all time. So we're going to break that down to start things tonight, folks. Thanks for tuning in on your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. So right out of the gate, AEW All-In Wembley Stadium went down last Sunday afternoon. A nice daytime show for us folks here on the East Coast. And it was certainly a show. My opinion coming out of it was, well, that was a show. We had a lot of talk last week in the past few weeks about, I think, our number one question going in that we talked about for a long time here on Big Gold Belt Podcast was, what was this show going to be? What was it going to look like? What was it going to feel like? How was it going to be presented? And now we have all those answers. We have all that in front of us having seen it now. So out of the gate, first thing I'm just going to say is the thing that caught me off guard at the beginning of all in was show comes on and take out the pre-show out of the equation show comes on. They had a quick little video. They played Bush machine head, I guess is a UK kind of tie in. And then the show came on cameras come up in the building and really quickly. We just went right to see him punk and Samoa No big kind of like intro. The video was just very like, it felt like an opening of any one of their other pay-per-views to me is what jumped out at me. And outside of the big crowd, when it came on, it was like, there wasn't that extra pomp and circumstance and sizzle that I would expect for a show that's supposed to be, you know, going in how we knew the biggest show in their history, bare minimum. Now, biggest show of all time. I'm expecting, you know, where, where, where's, where's the extra bells and whistles. And there wasn't a lot of that right out of the gate. It was just kind of like, all right, first match, let's go. That was my initial impression. Jamal, when you first first saw the show, what was your initial just taking it in? How how did it hit you? Um, Similarly, because I thought that it was missing a lot of the the pomp and circumstance of bells and whistles. And then I realized that I wasn't watching a WWE show. Because a WWE show would have, you know, the, the stage. And you can we can directly compare it to Class of the Casual. Even at that show in Wales, mm-hmm. WWE didn't have an elaborate set. But what they did for it was have their uh, jumbotron in the middle of the ring, above the ring, as a giant LED castle. Right. But there was something that gave the show a little bit more uh, than just, oh, we're live in a place that we've never been live before. Let's go to the ring. Uh, there's a simplicity in that that I do like and, and, and enjoy in that once we get out, I, we can just get the fluff out of the way and go straight to the matches. But there are some moments because history is being made when they say go 
you want to soak that in a little bit, you know, with some pyro or with whatever it is. And it's just like, eh, it's not really that. And then, of course, the matches themselves, and we'll get to, you know, a few of those you know, later on, but it's just like, there wasn't anything about the show that really screamed, this is big. And that's what we were talking about last week. Will this be Hogan versus Andre? Mm-hmm. Well, there wasn't a match on there that had that kind of gravitas. Will this be Hart versus uh, um, Austin? You know, will this be uh, Michaels versus Bret Hart? You know, and you think of some of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, TLC ladder match from WrestleMania 2000. Um, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania yeah. in Houston. Uh, 19, yeah. Hart versus British Bulldog the last time there was a show in Wembley. <laughs> right. Did did any of these matches have that level? Whether you agree that the match is good or bad is not the point. It's just that before the bell rings, that was you know a, a statement match. What was that match on the show? Was it Joe versus Punk? Was this you know uh, Max and Friedman versus back to Max Friedman versus Adam Cole? I don't know what that match what would have could have been, but I know I didn't see it. Something that was on that. Your monumental once in a lifetime. This statement match is what defines, um, you know, not maybe maybe not a generation, but it defines their time in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I don't think AEW has really ever done that because even at Grand Slam, and I've went to the first two, and I'm not going to go to the, this one this year, but I went to the first two, and it was just like I'm here because of the building. I'm here because this is physically the biggest show they've ever done. At twenty one thousand ish, um, you know they they've never had this many people watch their product live before. Once you take that out of the equation, what do you have? Oh, you have a dynamite, and then you have a two hour rampage afterwards. Once you take that out of the equation for the all in pay per view, oh no, it's pay per view. Like, cool. If you don't, if you take out the crowd, it's just a pay per view. Probably a better than average pay per view. But it's just a pay-per-view. Um, and then, of course, there are some things that you could nitpick about. The fact that, like, well, one of the shortest matches... Well, the shortest match on the main card was the women's match. And it was the only women's match on the card. Right. <laughs> Why? You know, I, I would have liked to have seen more UK indie talent there. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen... There's a lot of things that I would have liked to see them make the show better. But these are the things that we knew going in. We, you know, we, we knew that it wasn't going to be a lot of that. But as far as the show itself and then the, the gravitas that it has, it was really lacking. But I think that maybe by design on AEW, which is more of a wrestling first type of promotion, even though they are definitely you know leaning into the ingredients of sports entertainment a lot more now. Because oh yes, not only knows that that main event, and we will talk about that in detail a little bit, mm-hmm. that was heavily sports entertainment. You know that was that was basically a women's match. In, it was in, a, it was an NXT main event, a la Gargano and Ciampa. It it had all right. the the all, all the drama, all the dialogue, all the yeah, just right. If you, if you were into that style of match, then and you were loving it. And if you aren't into that style of match, and uh, it was not for you then. <laughs> it was not for me then. Yeah, it was not for me either. That was, yeah, I wasn't expecting so much. It, I, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, this is all the matches they were doing in NXT before they rebranded that I was not into. <laughs> it, was like, it was that main event scene all over again is what I was feeling. But uh, according to the ratings, the whole melodrama of MJF and Adam Cole being friends, I don't know, it's working. So for their audience, hey, who am, I, who am I to judge? If that's well, I don't know if it's working, audience. but we I do know that it's not hurting them. Right. Okay, it's not like people are actively best... turning it off, but right, it's not like they're bringing the more eyes to the product. Yeah, that might be the best way to put it. The way I looked at this show when I was watching it, I had it on, and you know, there's some matches I didn't quite see. I was you know, watching it here and there throughout the day on Sunday because it went a good, like, God, with the pre-show, it went a good five hours. We know these AEW shows are always going to be long. It was done right at 5 o'clock eastern yeah. i thought um, it was actually pretty good that they ended the sh- the main show in the four hour time frame instead yeah, I, of going wicked late i was kind of surprised i was expecting it to go a whole nother hour right. going in i right. was thinking oh, i was gonna be like six o'clock before it's done so i was kind of pleasantly surprised in that respect that it wasn't as long as i expected it to be um right. 
God. Yeah, the thing that got me about it, the card overall, was I thought they did do a good job of you had a good mix of different styles of matches. You had Joe and Punk open. Then you had, you know, the elite out there doing their whole style of thing with all the moves, 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 moves. You had the stadium stampede in the middle of the show doing the deathmatch spots and all that and all your big stunt things. And then you had the women after that. You had the six man towards the end there. And then, of course, the main event with all the melodrama. I thought they did a good job of spacing out the different styles of things they had on the show. And... To me, you mentioned it being, you know, when you take away all this stuff, it's kind of like a, you know, another one of their pay-per-views, another episode of Dynamite. It felt a lot like that to me. And so in that respect, I was like, you know, at the end of that show, I was like, if you're into what AEW is doing, if you're already a fan of their product, if you're into what they give you, they just, they gave you more of that. They absolutely delivered on giving you what they've been giving you recently. And if you're into that, I'm sure you were into this show. That said, if you're someone who checked this out because of, you know, hearing about Wembley, hearing about the big crowd, you know, someone who doesn't normally watch their stuff, this may or may not have worked for you. If you've watched it before, I'm kind of like, ah, eh, this isn't quite for me. I'm just, you know, this flavor just isn't, you know, doesn't, doesn't wow me. Then it didn't do anything, I think, to change your mind on that. They, they, it was, it was exactly what you would expect to get from them. There wasn't anything. I didn't come out of that show feeling like, you know what? I need to start watching AEW every week. It, it didn't, you know, it didn't change my opinion in any way. It was, it was the like, most okay. AEW show that AEW yeah. could ever AEW. Yeah. It, 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 hell, right, right down to having the show happen and then have backstage drama overshadow it for the week following. It's like, it was, it was a year yeah. ago, completely rehashed all over again. Yeah. That's that. And that's really unfortunate too, because for all of the things that the pay-per-view is supposed to represent. Um, and you know, people want to extrapolate what that what the pay-per-view means, not necessarily what it is, but what it means. Um okay, but, but even before we get into the, the CM Punk shenanigans, because yeah, yeah. it's another week of that. Um I, I think that they and I said this last week, they left a lot on the table. Not necessarily the fact that they didn't really deal with any of the local indie wrestlers or their main um you know UK stars or anything like that. <clears throat> uh it was more to the point that they only had one show. Mm-hmm. It was just that. <clears throat> that. That was it. They were done. You got in. You went to the show. You were done. It really, for it to be so big, and one of the reasons why I don't think it felt as big is because it was just that. <clears throat> WrestleMania is a week of activity and buildup and pomp and circumstance, not just on TV, but with access, with the big reveal on, on the um, the social media accounts, they have the big stadium reveal with the pyro and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of presentation for WrestleMania, uh, NXT, you know, doing doing like live shows and stuff like that. The training seminars and um, the uh, recruitment, the tryouts that come with WrestleMania, and then there's the other UK, the local indie shows or whatever. You know, aside from that, um, SummerSlam is getting to be the same way. Uh, Royal Rumble is getting to be the same way again, where it's not just an event, it's a weekend. Um, you know, this the SmackDown is usually in the city or very, very close to the city mm-hmm. where WrestleMania is going to be, SummerSlam is going to be and such. Now, with with um, the AEW show, this really just felt like a televised house show. You know, not that the storylines didn't matter or anything like that, but it just felt so disjointed from everything else that they were doing. If you were flying over there and you were flying over there for the event, you better hope that every that the show contained everything that you needed. Because if it didn't, if you felt that you were missing something, you were there were no other opportunities to get it, you know, to get anything else. Yeah, there versus, was no collision. There was no. Yeah, there's no collision. There was yeah. no rampage. I mean, a live collision the night before, leading up to the pay per view. Uh, uh, hell, even a live rampage. You know, a couple nights before. You know, maybe Dynamite's on Wednesday. Why couldn't they have done in London what they did in Chicago this week, where they're having three shows in a row in Chicago? Yeah. Their entire operation is emanating from Chicago this week. They couldn't have done it for London for the biggest show of all time to them. I, I just feel that that leaves a lot, you know, to be to be explored um, where they're just they just had a show because they wanted to have a show in a place that they never had a show before. And that kind of how it felt. And, they, and they've never really done that before either. When they went to Canada 
uh, in the middle of the, uh, July, it was, you know, one show here, one show there, one show there, right next to each other. You could follow them. On, you can tour with them if you wanted to. This one was just London. That's all we got for you. And then, we're back, and then we're in Chicago for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope if when they do it next year, and next year's already been announced, um, August 24th or something like that, uh, next year, I, I hope that they invest more time into the UK or Europe in general, but I hope they invest. Give me a reason to go stay with you for a week, AEW. Give me more than one show in London. Yeah, and I think they're going to have to because this show, as we talked about last week, I think it was easily it, – well, we know it was. It sold all these tickets for even had matches. It was sold on the idea of wrestling in Wembley Stadium again for the first time in 30 damn years. That's right. what the show was sold on. And also, I guess, AEW coming to Europe for the right. first time. Next year, those two factors are out the window. Yes, right. it's Wembley again, but so it's what? not the first time. And it's not the first time AEW has been there. I, my it reminds me is, of Grand Slam. Yeah, my assumption is they won't go there between now and then. And they're going to bank on, we're going to wait a whole nother year. And it'll be our second time in Europe to try and fill the stadium. And maybe that's looking at that as an annual thing that we do that. But I think they're going to have to do some extra stuff, some, yeah. some sort of extra stuff to entice people. Cause all the, all the first time stuff. Okay. You, you shot that wad this time. Yep. Next year. You don't have that in your, in your, in your no. bag of tricks to bring out. So no. there's going to have to be something extra, either some kind of big match to hook people with from the very beginning or something. I mean, that's thing that got me when we were talking about, you know, there wasn't that, there wasn't that big match with Gravitas, like a Hogan Andre. It's like, even at Forbidden Door, they had Danielson and Okada for the first time ever to where for certain, you know, a large chunk of the audience, right. that was a big deal match. Cause it that's was a destination match ever. for, for those, for those guys. Yeah, for their audience, yeah. that is a very big match. It was a first-time ever thing. There wasn't anything like that on this show. Now, let, let me ask you this, though, because we're talking about some of the all-time greats uh, matches of North American wrestling, mm -hmm. which, for what it's worth, has to be a WWE event. But even still, I give you WCW. I give you some ECW stuff where, like, if they said Goldberg versus Hogan in 98, right. Right or or you know or if they did Starcade one again, unfortunately, God rest his soul. But um, but you know there there's some WCW matches that are like, nah, I need to be in the building for that match. Right. Um, does AEW have the roster to pull off something like that? Because as with a lot of those other with a lot of those other matches that we're naming, we're naming them on the strength of what it was, and then of course the longevity afterwards. It's Hogan Andre for a reason. Yes, it was that big then, but it's bigger now because it was that big then. AEW doesn't really have the history under its belt to say that we can demand a Sting versus Jericho or, or whatever, the, whatever that big match would be. And honestly, I can't think of what that big match would be with their current roster. Who, What match would that be on their current roster that would make you fly to London for? I mean, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of combinations that they haven't done in right. that like top mix. Cause God, they did Omega with so many different people. They're doing him in a Kanuske this weekend. So they're, right. they're, they're, they saved that for Chicago instead of doing it. And there. a lot of that stuff is based on the fact that people haven't seen him in new Japan. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, but that's also kind of like, and again, that's not a detriment to AEW. I'm not saying that to be like, well, they couldn't have done it if they tried, but it is kind of like we're talking about a history of making an event to knock it out of the park the first time, no mistakes, no exceptions. Do they have the personnel for that right now? And I'm not convinced that they do. Yeah, and, and if and they the and if they do, we didn't see that match on Sunday. On yeah, on Sunday. It probably knowing there are and hell, it would have it would have had to be something involving punk and the damn elite. That would have been it. Cause that's the forbidden fruit right now right? for that crowd. And as far as we know right now, that shit ain't happening. Right. So that, that, that's the, that's the card they have to play. Yeah. I mean, I agree I with. punk actually, you know what? I think you might be right. If we're talking about history for the sake of history, punk versus either the greatest you know British talent that they have for the pop, the home crowd, town crowd, you know, maybe it's punk versus Osprey. Maybe it's punk versus uh, Zach Sabre jr. I don't know. Yeah, you know, but maybe it's you know the 
Bucks versus Mustache Mountain. I, I don't know what that match looks like. But then Punk versus Kenny, I don't know. <clears throat> but it would have to be either something that's unprecedented, like Cody Rhodes' return, or you know something that we know we shouldn't have, like Punk versus Kenny, based on the things that we should know about. Right. But I think that's also kind of like the elephant in the room. It's just, just like history really isn't on AEW's side just yet because they're only four years into the, into the game. Um, you know, they don't have that they don't have that star power sticking power yet and i think they'll get there but it just ain't there for them right now moving from the Mm pay-per-view because it was what it was and and again uh pay-per-view was fine uh was it worth 50 bucks Uh, that's up to you but i am all for a one o'clock start oh absolutely i love the daytime shows yeah love them have them over yeah have them have them over there three four times a year but now we have the pay-per-view um, last weekend, we have three shows in Chicago this week before the pay-per-view this weekend. There's also payback this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then at this, at the media scrum, um, at, at Wembley, they announced that Russell dream is going to happen literally a month from now, October 1st. So now I guess the big question is for, or for you is that going from the pay-per-view, should they do this again next year? They've already announced that all in is going to be around this time next year. Right. Basically a year from the day. Should they push back all out or should they move or should they cancel all out or repurpose it to make it not the Labor Day, uh, you know, festival anymore? Right. And it's not that they lower the shows because they've canceled, you know, elevation. They canceled dark. They you know, they can pivot. Do we need all do we need two shows, two pay-per-views in a row? I would say two pay-per-views. I just do not see how all out this weekend is going to draw like a ton of interest unless something, you know, unless he pulls and hell, we already had dynamite. So there's no pulling a rabbit out of their hat on dynamite. Dynamite came and went with no big reveal of anything. So all that's left and rampage was taped. So we know nothing's getting pulled out there unless they insert something into the show that leaves collision on Saturday. Right. And then unless, you know, they suddenly on Sunday reveal on the internet, Oh, we're doing this, which I guess he, Tony kind of said today on uh, the media call that because he was, of course, flat out asked about what's the deal with CM Punk. Is he, you know, is he out? Is he in? And he's like, well, yeah. I don't at this point. We'll I cannot say, I get yeah, I'll let you know by Sunday. So he could not commit to anything involving him, but he also wouldn't rule him out either, which was interesting. Now, what do you think this investigation is that they're doing? Uh, you know, because allegedly there's they're backstage there's multiple uh you know uh witnesses mm-hmm. you know you have the guys in question punk and jack perry you know whatever their scuffle was um whether or not tony khan was you know blindsided by an avalanche of of, of computer monitors knocked on him and stuff yeah right uh, you know and whether or not the actual cameras caught anything you know because apparently there's actual footage um the, out there the floating around somewhere is what right. I'm, I'm hearing too um how long should this investigation take? Because yeah, it happened I, last week. It happened Sunday. Yeah. It's now Thursday. And they still don't have a definitive answer to push it in the direction of, well, we just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Well, geez, going off last year, it took like, what, like two months before we started hearing rumors that, okay, uh, the Bucks and uh, Kenny and them were coming back. And it was like two months of just nothing. And right. Investigation ongoing. So... That, I think, was a lot more involved because, of course, that was in a locker room and only so many people were physically in the room when it happened. Right. This happening at Gorilla, you would think, would be a much easier investigation, especially since all the talk is that Tony was there. Who, was was a witness. Yeah. Was, was a witness the, and a victim. Yeah, exactly. So you would think it wouldn't be that involved. You would think the pressure would be on that, look, you're in Chicago this weekend. Hell, you're there for three days. You have one day down. You have two more to go. The crown prince of the city, that's all that damn crowd is going to be looking for. And I'm sure if he ain't on the show, that crowd is going to be very vocal about him not being on the show. I can't imagine them politely going along with that if he ain't there. I think you can excuse him not being a dynamite. And Rampage mm-hmm. doesn't count because we know it's taped. Right. If he's not, If he does not show up in Collision. I think we're going to have a problem Sunday. Oh, absolutely. If, if, if he is truly off, I think the whole weekend, 
That right. crowd's going to go into business for themselves. Now, now, of course, the question being is how many people will actually, you know, tune into Collision because Collision airs during the middle of payback. Right. Right. Cause so, that's Saturday night. Yeah. So could that, so could, so could a live collision where the AEW faithful are watching that? And we know that there's overlap between the wrestling companies. Um, is it possible that CM Punk kind of slides under the radar, under the back burner, because you have an actual premium live event happening at the same time? And then, and we don't realize that he wasn't there until Sunday. But I, I think it's going to be a bloodbath if he doesn't show up at, at Collision, though. Uh, it, you just. I- I kind of get the feeling if he's going to be on collision, I would kind of think we'll start hearing some rumblings of that by Saturday afternoon. I would think because they're going up against a WWE show that on a holiday weekend, no less, you know, that, that there's a lot, you know, the people's attention is going to be elsewhere this weekend, especially coming off that coming off this huge show last weekend. I'm looking at the, these two shows having this weekend. I'm just like, this ain't the weekend. I'm, I ain't worried well, about these shows. And, 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 like, you know, it's honestly, a holiday weekend. It's the end of summer. We just had a massive show in the stadium. And you got like, oh, yeah, there's two more shows this weekend. And it's like. But, but you yeah. know what? You know what also that we're not thinking about and considering? I don't know what the UFC is doing because I don't watch it, but I'm sure they do a Saturday thing. Right. It's the start of college football. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. So, so you have, uh, you know, a big slate of the first week of college football on yeah. Saturday. You yep. have uh, whatever this punk drama is going to unfold on Saturday night with Collision. You have a WWE pay-per-view event. You have whatever the UFC is going to do. Um, and then the baseball playoff race is heating up. There is a lot of competition around the sports world that is going to be going down in on Saturday. And then, of course, it's the big getaway weekend for Labor Day where a lot of, a lot of America, anyway, is going to be hitting the road. Yeah. So... So that really circles back to the original question of, do we need All Out Labor Day weekend? Because honestly, that's why I haven't been to Chicago for the show. It's not because I don't want to. It's because traveling Labor Day weekend is a bitch and a half. <laughs> Our buddy, big old belt media. Must be two chains slipping in here saying, we will be in the building for payback. So Not a good like enough somebody... reason to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> I was gonna say, sounds like somebody is going to Pittsburgh. Or payback. So Not a good big old belt Pittsburgh. media apparently will be on the scene per usual. So that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, the thing that jumps out at me with that show is just we're coming off so many big WWE shows in either major stadiums or over in London or in Puerto Rico. Since yeah. WrestleMania, they've had every show has been like a unique show. We had Puerto Rico with a super hot crowd. We had London for money in the bank. We had SummerSlam in Detroit at Ford Field. And for the first time in a long time now, it's like, oh, this show's in Pittsburgh. And it's just payback. And there's not even a Roman Reigns match. It's just, it's, you know, it's some different stuff on it, which I do like it in respect. I do like that this show feels like people are getting a spot on the card that haven't necessarily had a spot lately. So it's a different feeling show, which I don't mind. But also at the same time, I'm kind of like, it's Labor Day weekend. I've seen a lot of wrestling recently. And I can I can watch that one on demand the next morning. I'm not feeling the pressure to watch that show live, you know. And that's well, how I'm feeling about All Out. It's just like both of these shows. I'm like, yeah, there's shows and they're happening this weekend, but there's just been a lot of big stuff happening recently that both these shows feel. These feel like the shows that I can easily skip and check. Just get the highlights of, and I'd yeah. be good. Yeah, because uh, at least for Wembley you had the unknown factor of what's that crowd going to do when it's 80,000 uh, screaming uh, British, you know, folk, you know, doing those damn sea shanties and soccer songs or whatever. Um, <laughs> Surprisingly, but, there wasn't much of that. Thank God. Uh, Cause that, that just annoys me to no end, but you do have a payback this weekend in Pittsburgh and much like we suggested and, you know, you know predicted and you, they want to go with it. It's a judgment day, heavy show as mm-hmm. it should be. Uh, they put you know kind of the the pause on uh, on the bloodline, thank God, and then they're moving on to Judgment Day to kind of supplant that on a show which so far only six matches I'm seeing, um, but they're not six filler matches. It, it's actually pretty you know good stuff, you know for the show that adds on to a very 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 busy weekend that's already busy because it's Labor Day. So I wonder, 
not necessarily WWE, but if you're AEW, with everything on the line, this time next year, do you do back-to-back pay-per-views? It just doesn't make sense in any no. point of the year to do it. I don't, no. I, mean, I don't know why they do that. The only, I mean, I only thing I can think of at this point is that they're crossing their fingers and banking on the idea that it won't have to be back-to-back pay-per-views next year. That either they'll be streaming them both, or one of them at least can be streaming. But either way, I still, in my head, I'm like, you coming off that big stadium show? I think you need something really damn special to get people to care about a regular show a week later. It's got there's got to be some kind of hook for that second show. When yeah. you're coming off a big stadium event for the first show, and and it kind of makes you wonder why they didn't just stay in England for the week. You know, they could have had just let them have that week. Um, they've said they will, or well, all out of Chicago tradition. We've heard that plus a couple places were going to be a traditionally uh, based show. Still waiting for my pay per view in Baltimore. Not going to happen. So it's a. Um, Main roster NXT takeover. <laughs> that, that's kind of nailed it right on the head. Yeah. It kind of is. Yeah, pretty much. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, you know, but, but either way, I, I think for the show was what it was, but it wasn't what it needed to be to be an all timer. Um, now, granted, if you liked it, yeah, you liked it, and there's, there was a lot to like in it. But it's just that it's been such a chaotic week that nothing really had a chance to breathe. And to be honest with you, the punk stuff notwithstanding. All Out wasn't big enough to overshadow anything that came after it. Because we have another pay-per-view this Sunday. Yeah. It, it's, right. too, it's too much of a good thing. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's hit halftime since we're about halfway through our show. We'll come back with the indie spotlight, and we may have a couple more thoughts on All In, All Out, Payback, and all that. And then we got some other topics to get into. We got to talk about Mercedes Monet because she was in the crowd. In the cheap seats. And I know she got that, but she was there and she was showing on camera. So something seems to be a brewing. We will talk about that and a couple other things in the second half of the show. Thanks for being with us, folks. Stay with us. Your Big Gold Belt podcast will be back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis, from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Yes, indeed, folks. Thanks for being with us here on your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. When we come back from the half, we always like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here's Jamal with this week's Big Gold Belt Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Yep, and the spotlight this week is on Chicago because we know that AEW is going to be rolling in from Heathrow Airport into O'Hare, and they're going to get some shows this weekend because we have Dynamite. That was last Wednesday. We have uh, Rampage, which will air Friday. Collision, which will air live Saturday, and then, of course, the big pay-per-view at the United Center on Sunday. Cool. Should have happened in London, too. But on the indie side of things, uh, AAW, they have a show that's actually right now uh, in the Berwyn Eagles Club, but no worries. It'll be on High Spots TV. Uh, you can check that out either, you know, as soon as we end, because, you know, you know, don't put us in the background, but uh, you can check them out later on on HighSpots.tv. Um, that show is The Art of War. Uh, live in Chicago tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, you have, it was September 1st, you have GCW. They're doing uh, a show this weekend. Uh, it's called Say You Will, and that's going to be out in Hoffman Estates. And then Effie's Bit Gay Brunch 7, that's Saturday, uh, September 2nd at noon at the, at the Grand Sports Arena at Hoffman Estates. Uh, you can get those uh, tickets uh, on Eventbrite. Uh, you just search GCW. 
Uh, you can also check GCW out on their social media, you know, Game Changer Wrestling. But it's a it's a it's a lot of wrestling happening uh, throughout the weekend. Not just the things with AEW, but we got GCW too. We got AEW going on uh, happening right now on HighSpots.tv, and that's the indie spotlight for this week. Awesome, awesome. Other shows happening in Chicago, folks. So those of you traveling out there, definitely other stuff to get into this weekend with All Out happening, Payback happening in Pittsburgh. Who knows what else? But yeah, geez, there's that. That I think is the the biggest thing coming out of that show out of Wembley is just all week. All I all I really saw about it coming out of it was two things. You know, the crowd, of course. When the big crowd announcement, you know, the, the biggest paid crowd of all time, that was, you know, the big focus and still being talked to till to today. And th- that topic has not died down any. And then, of course, the CM Punk drama. That's it. That that overshadowed the whole show. I mean, it was funny because going into hell, we talked about last week that it really seemed like there was a whole lot of people that all they cared about on this show was not the show. It was what the attendance was going to be. And here we are a week later. And that still seems to be the case. Yeah. So many people just care about that stat. I really don't hear much chatter about the wrestling. No, I don't hear much chatter about, I mean, yes. I mean, there, there are those that are very invested in it, but by and large, uh, a lot of the chatter, a lot of the things that are trending, when you look at the trending topics in wrestling, on Twitter specifically, it's about Tony Khan. It's about yeah. CM Punk. It's about Shattered Glass. These are the words that are trending. And and, and, and again, everybody out there, uh, they had a hell of a match. Uh, they did went out there and did their thing. But unfortunately, it's being overshadowed by a lot of other things. And honestly, Mercedes Monet being in the crowd, you know, in, you know, in Section 2 million. I don't know why she wasn't sitting closer, but okay, that's a different problem. But I'm not even hearing a lot on, on her showing up, attending a live wrestling event, n- being known to attend that event. It's not like she was in the crowd like Waldo. They had a graphic for her. They and knew she was going to be there. And she was fully done up as Mercedes Monet. She was, exactly. it was It was clearly coordinated to her. She wanted to be seen. She was not, you know, yeah, this hiding was out not, in the darkness. This was not Bailey showing up at her match in New Japan where Bailey was in the crowd, like, you know, kind of in a hoodie. Like, or Britt hey. Baker showing up at Adam Cole's match in NXT. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a difference, especially yeah. when there's a graphic made and everything. And, you know, yeah, there, there, there's stuff clearly afoot with Mercedes Monet and AEW. Now, it did come up in the uh, post-show press conference. Of course, some people had to ask, and Tony kind of, you know, sidestepped it with, you know, the, hey, she, she's not cleared right now. She's not, uh, cannot compete at this p- point. And I guess they even started talking about, you know, what about Wrestle Dream? Because there was talking about, you know, will there be New Japan involvement in, with Wrestle Dream since it's supposed to be a uh, Antonio Inoki tribute show? And he's even already went out and said, I don't think she's going to be cleared by then either. But hey, you showed her on TV. You had a graphic for her. So I'm to me, it feels like when the time comes, there's probably gonna be at least a match. There's gonna be something. As far as I know, she's still under contract in New Japan, as where her deal technically is, is with New Japan. Um, so I'm guessing they're gonna do something together. I don't see it being anything extensive. I suppose that could change with the idea that, you know, with this Hollywood strike going on now, suddenly even people like John Cena are like, hey, I'll do two months with WWE. I got the time, you know? So that might be the wild card here that uh, a lot of people that had projects in Hollywood now suddenly are like, oh, I need something to do. Right. Man, maybe, you know, check out this wrestling stuff. So the difference with her is the injury thing. But yeah, John Cena doing two months on SmackDown coming up. That was out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that would be happening otherwise, but I have a feeling it wouldn't be. I think that's really because of a the strike happening. Otherwise, I think he'd just be making a couple appearances here and there. Right. Mercedes, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. But I guess the big question here is, can her and AEW help each other? Is there something really in it for her to show up at AEW for a match or two? And what can AEW get out of her? Because, hell, this goes back to, you know, the elephant in the room we keep talking about. The AEW women's division. So I'm curious, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on this, Jamal? Mercedes well, if, and if the question is, can they help each other? The short answer is yes with a but. Mm-hmm. Can they help each other? Well, yeah, but 
does Tony Khan want to see the time to develop the women's division in a way that would make anything that she does meaningful? Because it's 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 not that there's not a, a devoid of talent in the women's division. It's a devoid of time. And as we've seen, they have the biggest show physically ever in the history of, of humanity in, uh, in in London, at Wembley Stadium, according to AEW. They had one women's match. I don't care who you are or what you do. You cannot build a division in eight minutes. Yeah. That was their big blow-off match by the end of this, what I think, the end of the tournament deal when they had a, a, a fatal four-way. They had eight minutes for a four-way match. I mean, it's now granted matches didn't exactly go too much over 15, but that was the shortest match on the card, on the main card, by by a lot. How do you do, build a division off of that? So, no, I don't, I do think they can't help each other if they give the time to do so. Now, the question is if they're given the time to do so, do they need her? Because maybe she is a talent that is that is there. But there's such a stigma on the women's division. I don't know if she's a big enough name to resurrect the division by herself. And even if she is, that's what CM Punk is there for, right? And we know how well that worked out. Hmm. She would have to be the CM Punk of the women's division for her to dig that thing out of the sand. And as we've said before, Punk was brought in to be that guy. Oh, yeah, he was... Yeah, they gave him his own show. They gave the SmackDown of, you know, he was The Rock. They gave him his own show. Uh, they made a show for him. He was able to do his thing. He was brought in to elevate the younger talent and, and, and put them over, which he, you know, did to some degree. And now we see the resentment. We see you know, everything else about that that's come out. Why would Mercedes be any different? She's clearly the biggest name that they got. She's, you know, I'm not going to argue that she's the best wrestler on the roster on the roster if she were to join. But she definitely comes in as a person that's like, yo, I'm me. You're welcome. And for she everybody has, that's ever been there before that. She uh, has a she has a star power that no one else there can provide. Probably Paige when she first showed up now, but like Soraya now is just she's she's another person on the show. That that that's come and gone. And that's the thing; they don't have the track record to make me believe that Mercedes would still be Mercedes after a month, right? Because Tony Storm, uh, which would 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 be um, that person, she came in from WWE, disrespected, you know, run amok, you know, bamboozled, led astray, and now who is she? Um, Soraya, same thing. Ruby, Ruby Soho, Soho had a, had a big package when she came in. The Runaway is lost, and eh, yeah. Our guy six eight Jake says absolutely mutually beneficial, and I think it really comes down to this. I think it can be mutually beneficial, sure. But like you've said, it all comes down to Tony's got to invest the time, and I think the big key here is going to be Mercedes, much like CM Punk. I think is one of the few people. That will be like, look, if you want me, you're going to have to give me some stuff. And it ain't going to be about money. It's going to be about, I want a platform. I want a stage. I want, this needs to be worth my while right. for me to come in and do this. You know, I think she's going to be, I, I would imagine to, to get her in there, she's going to be able to cherry pick the match that she wants. I think that's what it's going to come down to. to, to now, get her. Now, here's the thing though. So her star power notwithstanding. Why would they treat her any differently than they treated Jade? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now well, again, I'm not I'm not arguing for her wrestling ability, because you know Banks is the more ex uh, experienced wrestler uh, by many years. Jade is still you know working through her first five years of the business. And Jade was coming in as a rookie. And Jade was coming in 100 as a rookie, like literally her second match ever was on Dynamite. Yeah, but. The star power. Jade has done a lot to elevate the women's division and at almost at every turn has been rebuffed and then uh, you know, now look what she is. Why? Why? I have no reason to believe or have no faith in, in AEW ability to let Monet continue to be the star, which will cause resentment amongst the women that have been there since day one. Um, but either this turns into another CM Punk hate fest 
How dare you bring her this outsider? She does. He doesn't belong here. You can't sit with us. But then they couldn't even get what they had working for them to sustain. They, I mean, they they did it with Jade. Granted, Stantlander got hurt, and that's unfortunate. They couldn't get Rosa got hurt. That's unfortunate. But what stars have they ele- have they been able to uh, blossom since then? Who who do they have? And 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 that's also a thing too. Who does Mercedes have to work with? Yeah. Well, what would be the match that she would? I mean, God, do you think they just sky blue? They, they, I mean, you think they bring her who her and the dentist? Oh boy. I mean, that's that does nothing for me. But mm-hmm. as far as like their biggest homegrown kind of star, as far as like their crowd goes, that's probably the match that they would go. They they would gravitate towards. Right. Because I realistically, the match would be here. would be Mercedes versus Athena. Right. That because that not just not because that's a match we haven't seen before. That's just because Athena is probably the best woman's worker on the roster. Mm. What what she's been doing since October uh, when she had her heel turn has been absolutely fantastic. Unfortunately, it's in Ring of Honor, and it's people are climbing the behind paywall the paywall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know it is what it is. But you know Athena's absolutely been fantastic. But do we need Athena versus Monet? I can't see that being the marquee match. It, it, right. For a number of reasons, yeah. But that yeah. that would be the, on paper the best match, if it were equatable to numbers. That would be the match I would want to see the most. Yeah, but you don't sell the match that you could have had. I, I'm sure they've faced each other in NXT, but you, that's not a match that you sell anymore. So then, what what is that? What's the money match that brings her into the company? Let's say that yeah, she like- is ready by October. Wrestle Dream, all, October first in Seattle. What's her debut AEW match? I don't know what that is. <laughs> her celebrity's bigger than that entire roster. I mean, in some in some ways, that ain't a lie. <laughs> she got Disney money. Yeah, exactly. When you got Star Wars figures and wrestling right. figures in the same toy aisle at Target, that says a lot. That says a lot. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> it transcends wrestling at this point. We've discussed that before. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, God, I'm because. Th- her and Ruby Soho wouldn't be a big deal. Her and Soraya no. wouldn't be a big deal. No. Like, God, yeah, there's all I And there's nobody about- else on the roster that they have enough faith in to carry a field like that. Yeah. Because from, from a wrestling standpoint, Mercedes versus Deep, I would pay money to see. I would be there in the building for that. Mercedes right. versus Athena. I would be in the building for that. Mercedes versus Emmy versus Ny- Nyla Rose. I would be in the building for that because on paper, that's the wrestling match I want to see. You can't sell that match. That match on on the marquee doesn't equate to what I see on paper. And it ain't, you know, um, maybe you know what? You know what? If she weren't injured, Jamie Hayter. Oh, that's the match. Yeah, I mean, honestly. But how long did it take us to think of that because she's injured? Right. She's been off the face of the planet. I mean, yeah, that would be the match. That would be that would be. That would be the match in a perfect world. They both get healed up in time, and, and that's that. That is the match you do. And to be honest with you, that might be the match you wait for. I don't know how long haters want to be out. I don't know how long yeah. Mercedes is going to be out. But if it, if they can come back within a month of each other, yeah. that might be the match you wait for. Yeah, maybe bring her in. Maybe have Mercedes do like you know a, a, a first appearance, like a tune-up match, you know, before just for the sake of she's available and you can get her. And then immediately you go to boom, you have her come in, she gets a win. Then that is the match. Or bring, I mean, assuming that they're both healthy at this time, you started off in new Japan. Yeah. I mean, that's where she's under contract. We got to yeah. remember that. I think yeah. I mean, like, she, yes, she was... is not going to be getting the all elite graphic. She is signed no. to new Japan. You know, send, that's send hater, got hurt. Uh, send hater to, um, uh, to Japan. Start to kick the promo off. Have mm-hmm. it finish us Forbidden Door. I totally agree with the idea that her wrestling in AEW is checking a box. I think that's what this, since she's left WWE, that's totally why I thought this whole thing is bad. Just, you know, she's doing what she wants to do in the meantime while she's pursuing her Hollywood stuff. Wrestling by, wrestling by no means is her top priority anymore in my mind. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Not even so, hey, I, I want to do this match. I want to do this match. And then, you know, I'll be busy for three months working on a movie. So no wrestling then, but you know, when I can here and there, it's cool. Yeah. Now, now, some now, people I'm sure would have issue with that, but I, I absolutely don't. That's, you know, Hey, no, the, the, the rent's due tomorrow. So yeah, 
that, that's, that's when you okay. when you when you got Disney coming for you, you you right. you te- when the mouse calls, you answer, and that exactly. becomes your top priority. Exactly, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, we got about ten minutes left. You want to get into some other stuff? You said you had some stuff in the chamber that we might want to uh, talk about. I think we I think we've covered everything Mercedes. I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so the one, so one, two other things that I wanted to uh, mention is that number one, uh, one of the big things that really uh, got CM Punk annoyed was the fact that he was left at the airport. Uh, right. Nobody came to pick him up. There was no car service. There was no nothing. He just got out, didn't see his name, and took Metro into the stadium. And then, of course, he realized later that, like, yeah, they didn't. They're not. They don't do that. Um, I, that was interesting to me. I was. was I the, was shocked. I was right. when word got out. Because of course, the first version was no one picked him up, and the assumption was, you know, that that was like on purpose yeah. or a mistake, a snub. Then turned out, oh no, they didn't provide transportation for anybody, right? And that's really odd to me because Lord knows WWE would have that shit took care of. Hell, uh, in Japan, you go over, they'll have a bus waiting for you, right? And you know, like I said in our, our group chat, it's like you go to any darn, you get booked by any darn indie anywhere. Part of the deal is they're going to have somebody is going to be meeting you at the airport to take you where you got to go because they don't want to pay for a rental car for you. Someone's going to be there to pick you up. You going to be some random person, but still they're going to get somebody there to get you and take you to the building. That's now, I, I've never heard of like you got to figure it out yourself. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. Right. I, I, th- I thought that that was pretty shocking. Um, and very interesting as well that they wouldn't uh, accommodate you on travel in that manner. You know, this is a first for everybody. So why wouldn't everybody be staying at the whole same hotel, being on the same flight? Like, yo, meet us in New York. We're leaving Saturday night. You know, we're going for the, we're going yeah. to the show or whatever. Oh, well, actually, it would be because um, Collision was taped. Yeah. So on Thursday, we are leaving the U.S. Meet us in New York or figure it out yourself. Yeah, you would think they'd be doing that with the idea we get everyone over here, we do a ton of media for those next couple days, and right. then boom. But it'd be like a you know completely organized thing. Right. Um, and I say this to say because uh Don Callis, uh, he said that he only arrived at the building two hours before the show started, which which is insane. You know, how does he get how does he get there that late? And he said on uh Grilling JR, the Jim Ross's podcast, um, you know, I saw online that somebody forgot to pick up punk at the airport he said yeah those things happen i'm not condoning it but they just happened and he took the train from the airport down to wembley uh which i thought was kind of cool um don't get me wrong it's not good but you know you're moving that many people around to different locations we didn't stay in the same hotel but most of us did you got different locations different people coming in at different times in different airports um ross says that i think callus arrived in london two or three hours before the show because of flight delays and, it, and it's just like wwe chartered the flight to saudi arabia Right. Everybody that needed to be there was on the same bus. You know, we got to go. We got to move. Do you think that that's just part of the fly by the seat of your pants, you know, AEW, um, you know, thing where like we can see where they spend their money and we can also see where they cut corners. Do you think that that's catching up with them a bit where like if you're going to move in this direction, you kind of have to have these things together on the back end or you're going to all these stories are going to get out about talent being frustrated missing things missing this and missing that and you know the show is tough enough as it is to put together a live production but then to have these little things that these unforced errors come through is kind of like this is ridiculous oh yeah no the, the thing that jumps out at me is anyone who's already been you know in other organizations who's, who's been around wrestling for any amount of time is gonna be like this ain't how shit's done like i said i mean god even even if you work the indies someone's getting you at the airport if you're getting flown in you're not being expected to hop in a cab and, you know, find your way to a building that you don't know where the hell it is that you probably don't even know the address of, you know, it's like, it's that, that just, I was dumbfounded that they didn't have transportation figured out. Now that falls on their, uh, whoever books or travel. Yeah. See, see what happened was, and I don't know if you saw (laughs) that, um, which also kind of alluded to the fact that this was maybe some kind of inside job or whatever. And maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But their travel agent, one of their guys that books, is a Bucks fan, and he mm-hmm. had on his Twitter uh, all this stuff about the Bucks, and then suddenly, yeah, nope. 
So I wonder if that uh, if that came down on his door or if he thought it was just best to play it neutral um, because his ass would certainly be on the line after this. You know, whether it was avoidable or not, it still was kind of like, yo, this is still your, your deal, your ax to grind. Um, real quick, before we get out of here, I do want to mention Russell Dream. Yes. I had not heard of this thing before. It, it came across my desk earlier today. And uh, apparently October 1, uh, 2023, which is the one-year anniversary uh, of uh, Tonio Inoki, founder of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Japanese politician as well, uh, he passed away. So that's when the show is going to be in Seattle. Now, the thing is, is that tomorrow is September 1st. October 1st is a Sunday, and that is in about a month, in a month's time, 30 days from tomorrow. You had two pay-per-views in a week, Mm -hmm. which are what they are. You have another pay-per-view. Uh, now, I guess that's the thing, too. I don't know if this is going to be a pay-per-view or not. It is on a Sunday. I don't know if this is going to be I think it of... is. He, I think he did say pay-per-view for, right. for it. Now, AEW started with four pay-per-views quarterly. Then they moved on to the Specialty Dynamites. Then they moved on to these uh, you know, other pay-per-views like Forbidden Door. And we just talked about that. We had Forbidden Door... And in in June, in yeah, in and in June, no, we had no. It wasn't. It was in June, but we had two weeks before that was um, double or nothing. And the right. question was then, what am I going to spend my money on? Because they're clearly sacrificing double or nothing to build up Forbidden Door. And then you fast forward a month and a half later, you have the two pay per views back to back. Well, you have history definitely being made in Wembley, and then you have whatever that whatever's left of it is going to be in Chicago. Okay, cool. And then a month later, you have another pay-per-view in uh, in Seattle for the Antonio Inoki Memorial Show. And don't forget, in between, a big show in New York at Grand Slam. At Grand Slam, it's uh, not pay-per-view, be... but you know, a big a big card that is promoted as a big event. Right. So that so now the question is, for the pay-per-view thing specifically, we went from fifty bucks was justifiable four times a year. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we're seeing fifty bucks. What six times in two months? Yeah, I mean fifty bucks for Wembley, fifty bucks again this weekend. Then they want another fifty come October, and then full so gear will be three. November. Don't forget full about full gear. November, and then you have the other every time. Then you have Forbidden Door, and then you had you know double or nothing. Yeah. So we're seeing uh, you know for uh, double or nothing, Forbidden Door. Uh, the two all-ins, uh, all shows, um, the Anoki show, and full gear between May and November. Got to get that streaming deal figured out. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, that's... Uh, and, and, and this is also the thing, too, is that we didn't go into the year expecting this many pay-per-views. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, we didn't go into the year. We expected five. Right. You know, with Forbidden Door being the extra, the extra man. But now they were counting six over the summer at 50 bucks a piece. Is this thing, is, is, is this a viable marketplace for, for that anymore? Because people were balking at it already, but now that it's like, okay, now it's actually starting to add up. Yeah. It's quickly going to become the UFC formula where it's like every month and it's full price every month. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I don't know. Uh, but full gear is November 18th in, in, um, in Inglewood at the, uh, at the forum. So then that's six weeks after the um, Seattle pay-per-view that you have that. So it's kind of just like, I don't know, man, you know, the, the math isn't really working out for me. aw has got to figure that out. You know, either they're going to have to come through with some kind of combo package, two for one season pass or something like that. But I don't know how they can expect uh, people in any economy uh, because it's not just an American problem because people pay whatever they pay around the world. I just don't understand how they can, how they can expect people to just pay that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do eight pay-per-views in a year at full price, like, I, 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 how do they pivot from that? The, the only thing I can think of is that they are crossing, you know, they're, they're, they're hoping 
to transfer into a streaming deal. Once, you know, there's all this talk about Max getting into, you know, live events or starting up their CNN stream on there. And Lord knows that's, that's the carrot that's been getting dangled forever. Them getting on Max. I'll believe it when I see it. Cause I, I, I still maintain if they, if there was interest in them being on Max, it would have happened a long time ago. Cause hell right. they've been there since it launched. It's always been in the same family. So it, it may, it may eventually happen, but it definitely seems to be no urgency to get there, you know, and I'm sure it's from the Warner brothers side. I think they got, you know, their, their eyes are on our stuff. Hell their priority right now is getting CNN on there and possibly having CNN alerts popping in on during shows. So well, I mean, long-term <sighs> thinking, it makes sense because we are going into an election year next year. So maybe right. CNN dangling the CNN carrot might be uh, a more sustainable option than, the fickleness of wrestling fans. So who knows? But you know, it, it's a very interesting week. I, we were definitely, I'm definitely not in the same place that I thought I was going to be when we talked about this last week in the oh, middle no. of the two no. shows. Um, not realizing the payback was a thing in not NWA, which they just had their 75th anniversary show, but um, uh, Impact, their thousands yeah. show is coming up too. So, and then on top of that, you have college football. The week after that, you have the NFL starting. I, I don't know what this looks like, but now it's starting to hit the fan. This is starting where the this is where we're in the trenches now. And for those that care about ratings, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because that demographic has too many options now. It is it is being split heavily amongst um the 18 to 35 year old males that have a very interesting choice this weekend of what to watch. Yeah, there are no shortage of options this weekend, folks. So if you're not watching wrestling this weekend, I totally understand because I'll probably be right there with you and just checking out the highlights later because we we got it's a never ending cycle. There's so many shows and just this is the weekend of shows that are just like, ah, we've had bigger ones recently. And this feels like the week where it's like, ah, okay, it is what it is. So last quick comment from Najir checking in. He thought of the other match, Jade versus Mercedes. That would be the other match. That would be a big deal. But once again, not in the cards right now. The the place, the pieces are not available. And God, I don't know how that would be interesting as far as like how you would uh play that. I, I I would you know what? I don't see Jade versus Mercedes. I see them as a tag team against somebody. That's what I see. I could see that. I think that a tag team might make the most sense, but realistically, uh, Jade versus Mercedes is the move because because Jade is the Mercedes of AEW. Yeah, it, it would. Yeah, it would be like yeah, the new ver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would, it would in that respect. Yeah, that would I mean that that and uh, Jamie. But that's, but that's what I said. Like if 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 they did what they did to Jade in the sense that they built her up and they forgot about her when they realized the Satlander was coming back. Unless they make Mercedes CM Punk for the women's division, I still don't think that Mercedes is big enough by herself to dig up the women's division and carry it with her on her back. No. The, but if, the only if, way, but if the Jade only actively way I did could, that, I don't know how Mercedes can. The only way I could see it happen is if you could get her on a regular basis, and I don't think she has that availability anymore. She'd have to be there all the time and be fully committed to like carrying that division, and that ain't happening, I think, as long as Disney's you know around. Yeah. Yeah, unless that, I mean, you know, all that suddenly falls apart or something. But right now, you know, unless they send the new women's division to New Japan Strong or something, <laughs> you know, have a work out there in Los Angeles. There you go. All right. Well, we are at our hour, folks. So we are going to wrap it up for the night. Thanks for being with us Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast streams live here on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all the darn different social media platforms. And then, of course, the next day, Friday morning, it arrives on all the podcast platforms in audio form. So if you want audio, you want video, we got you covered here at Big Gold Belt Media. Of course, you can check out the website, biggoldbelt.com, for all your wrestling, movies, comics, and more. All that good stuff always being covered at biggoldbelt.com. And don't forget, Big Gold Belt on all social platforms, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it these days, Instagram, all that good stuff. Big Gold Belt, it's your one-stop shop 
for wrestling, movies, comics, and more. Thanks for being with us, folks. Thursdays, 8 p.m. We will be back next week after another weekend of shows to see what's up as we'll be heading into football season and all that good stuff. So thanks for being with us. Talk to you later, and we will see you next Thursday night. What I really need, that big-